Welcome back to the Resilient Humans podcast. Uh, I wish I was recording you tired that last of average. Right before we you want more out of life. Uh, Joanna, you goes, know you're capable this can of never something be a YouTube greater. thing. This show will help you become <laughs> resilient in your home, uh, at yeah. work, Welcome back. and in your community. My uh, regular Welcome co-host the Resilient is, uh, Humans sick. podcast yeah, with no your voice. host, Kevin Wood. Anyway, not fun, but I have a great stand-in. She's uh, She's been on here before. It's actually a very highly rated episode, the last one we did. Those oh, nice. Lessons from the games. Yeah. It was a fun one. We'll have to come up with more. You're going to have to talk into the microphone. Okay. There we go. Oh, a little blip just came up. All right, we're good to go. Today's topic. Oh, by the way, my co-host is my wife, Joanna, for those that didn't <laughs> listen to the, the <laughs> lessons from the games. If you haven't listened to that one, go back. It's, uh, it's actually really good. So, All right, today's topic. We have, this is one that I, uh, it's not that I hear it often, but it's, it's I know that people think it. Mm-hmm. And people think that trainers or coaches are exempt from daily struggles. Oftentimes people will think that we just eat perfect all the time. We just always have really high motivation to work out. That our time management skills are are amazing. They're not. <laughs> None of that is true. We're all people. We are all normal average struggle bus people. Yeah. For sure. So I thought of something to kind of equate that to. When we're kids, we think that our parents or grown-ups have life all figured out. (laughs) You're like, man, I want to be a grown-up, so I have this all figured out. And now that we are the grown-ups, we realize that no one has any clue. Our parents were faking it. We're all all just going at this day by day. So I think that's kind of the same principle. I agree. Yeah. Except all the members at the gym are the kids now, right? Those are our children. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'll say it's not, it's not easy. Although I will say for me personally, I feel like there's some added external pressure yep. to be a certain way. And that's, I'm not going to say it's good or bad. It just is. You can see it in both lights. You could say that it's good because it helps keep me accountable and and keeps me in check and doing all the things. But you could also see it as a bad thing because it's like I'm always on or I I always have to perform or, you know, be in check and I can't slip up and I can't make mistakes. And Mm -hmm. we know that that's not realistic or even possible <laughs> i i would agree with that okay yep there there is kind of an an outside pressure to know that everyone's eyes are on you so you feel the need to always have all of those things in check mm. you you always need to go to the gym every day and you need to eat perfectly and you have it all figured out we don't what do we have for supper tonight burgers <laughs> at a restaurant yeah yeah it was good yeah but we don't do that all the time that's the thing 
And so we'll dive into that a little later about what I think the the differences are between trainers and we'll call it everyday Joes maybe. I don't know. What our mem- what our members would normally do maybe. Although we have pretty solid members, so it's hard to say. General public then. Sure. General public. Um, so yeah, when it comes to things like uh, daily struggles, when it comes to our fitness, what's something that you struggle with when it comes to fitness? So I'm, I'm going to back up just a little bit. This episode is Joanne and I being super open and vulnerable here. Like we're, we're opening up our... <laughs> selves <laughs> I guess to, to let you in on it's not it's not easy our deepest darkest secrets yeah so fitness what's uh what's your struggle bus with fitness uh I, I think the same as most people sometimes I'm all in and then there's periods of time where I don't feel like it um I just want to be lazy and I don't want to go to the gym and I just don't feel like doing any of the things. But I've been at this for a while now. Um, the longer you let those periods go on, the longer they will continue. The harder it is. To the harder it is that. to get back to it. Yes. So how do you recognize that? Well, I think it's just come with time. Um, when you start feeling. I don't know, like a sloth. (laughs) I don't know how better to explain it, but um, when you're just on the couch for days at a time, if you haven't left the house. um, Especially with people that work at home. Yeah, I work at home, so I'm always at home. Um, When you've been like that for a little while, I think it's important for, for that little switch to go off and say, okay, you've had enough downtime. It's time to go. Enough's enough. It's almost like a little, like a mini rock bottom kind of deal. Yep. And it's everything all at once. It's not just fitness. It's nutrition and everything. It all goes together. And we've we've talked about that before in this podcast about this all or nothing mindset and how, you know, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous mindset to have. You're either, if you're all in or not at all, whereas... My main message is that it, fitness, nutrition, mindset, basically most of the categories in our life can be more or less put on a dial. So instead of it being just a light switch, yes, I'm doing fitness. No, I'm not doing fitness. Mm-hmm. It's more like I'm going the, as many times as I desire to, which might be four or five times a week. Shit, life's getting busy. Things are in the way. I'm going to dial it back a bit. This week I only got in once or twice. That's better than just saying not at all. Screw it, turning the light switch off and nothing at all. And so it's a balance. And I'm telling you, we we all go through that. Mm-hmm. I find the one of the biggest barriers uh, for coaches and fitness, and for anybody for that matter, is uh, when we experience injury. Yes, that's a huge barrier. People think, oh, I have a body part that's injured, so the rest of my body can't do anything either. So it's like the, the motivation to work out when injured is very low. So what can we do to combat that? 
Well, I think we always tell our members it's better to do something than nothing. And we can always work around injuries and sub-movements and do different things so that you can do that something. That's something that we always make sure that our members know. But for general public, um, I don't know. Motion is lotion. (laughs) So if something's stiff or sore, it's better to put it through a range of motion, unweighted, than it is to just do nothing at all. So there is some, there's benefits to actually moving when injured. You're actually going to heal quicker than if you literally just do nothing. If you're immobile, laying on the couch doing nothing, you're not going to improve as quickly as if you were actually in the gym or doing some sort of physical activity. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It can be any. No, you can just go for a walk every day. Absolutely. Just start small. Get your blood flowing. That's the point. Um, I guess for me, I, I struggle with staying focused, I guess. You have a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's always something going on. Um, right now, I'm trying. Right now, my goal is to qualify for... See what you did there. I corrected that very quickly. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm I'm putting in the work to qualify for weightlifting nationals uh, for masters. Uh, last the last um, weightlifting comp, I was one kilogram under, but it wasn't a qualifying event. It was just to see mm-hmm. how I do while wearing a singlet <laughs> in front of a bunch of people. Um, so it went well. The the lifts went really good for me. I felt good. And I know I can easily add that that one kilo for sure. And so for me, it's I really love CrossFit. It's like mm-hmm. tattooed on me. <laughs> well, actually, snatch is tattooed on you. Yeah. So weightlifting is actually. But that was <laughs> sure. But that it's in my blood, right? And so it's hard for me to kind of put that on the back burner while focusing on the one thing that I want to compete in and, and mm-hmm. do well in. And I, I have these in this internal dialogue of like, if you're not doing these crazy hard, long workouts, you're going to lose all your progress. Yep. And I know that's not true. Like, I know that's not true, but it's still in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I kind of get down on myself when I see people posting their results or, you know, I'm coaching these workouts still. Um, and I, I really enjoy coaching from experience to say, you know, like this is how I felt and this is how I did. So I don't know. That's kind of a, a struggle for me is staying focused on the thing that I'm s- supposed to be doing the most. Yeah. Especially and, when it takes out something that you really enjoy doing. And for sure. I guess part of that, so even just talking through this is actually helpful for me because I know it's temporary. It's not going to be a forever thing. It's just for a moment, a a span of time Mm -hmm. uh, in my life. And then I can get right back to my, my routine that I enjoy. So, and you've had moments like this before too, where you've trained for like ultra Spartan things things. and ruck things. (laughs) We've, we've gone through periods of different things yeah that you've trained for that have taken away time from other things 
Absolutely. I'll, I'll add that um, when you've been at this fitness thing for a little while, your PRs don't really come around as often. And I think that's something that keeps things exciting for people when they're starting. Like you get PRs and we do the level method and people bump up a level and, and all of that. So when you're at it for a while, those little things don't happen as often. So you don't get that little fix. So I think at that point it, it becomes being in love with the process. Nice. I like that you said that. Yeah. I, I have been making it a note to do different things in our classes. So our, our members are constantly re-engaged with the learning process frequently because we're including new movements or new variations or um, even new like teaching cues to certain things. Just the other day, we, we had extra time at the end of class and I showed some people, somebody was working on the ring support hold and I showed them uh, two different progressions that none of them have ever seen before. And they're like, oh my God, this is great. Like mm -hmm. instantly they're like re-engaged with learning that new skill. Yep. And so that's why I personally enjoy going and, and doing as many certifications as I can because I love bringing that back. And, and it helps create that variety that people want in their, in their training. And it keeps it novel, right? That's, that's kind of what we want. That's probably one of the main reasons why people quit a traditional gym uh, sooner than they would quit like a CrossFit or a, a functional fitness gym is because it's, it just gets boring yep. doing that same shit over and over again. So yeah, It's I good to switch that. things up every once in a while. Even sure. you going from CrossFit to weightlifting for a little while. And in the fall, I did like a whole different type of program for a little while. And just switch it up a little bit. For sure. All right. Nutrition. What's your struggle bus? Cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you say that. You don't eat that many cookies, though. You just have well, a desire I, to eat I don't the have them around. If they were here, I would eat them. Yeah. That's John Berardi's first love, nutrition. There you go. <laughs> if the food is in or around your house, somebody or you or somebody you love will eat it. Yeah. Yeah, nutrition is a tough one. I struggle with it frequently. I keep seeing, so I follow, obviously have a lot of uh, gym owners on my social media, Facebook and Instagram. Oftentimes they will post, so what do people struggle with the most, their fitness or their nutrition? And it's always like 99.8% say nutrition. Mm -hmm. We all know that. It's, you don't have to ask it. We know it. The jury's out. Yeah. Nutrition is the hard one. Especially if you're asking people who already go to your gym or people in like the fitness world that's probably pretty good yeah so it's going to be nutrition so why why do why do we struggle with nutrition um i don't know it's just one of those things <laughs> don't say that there's reasons there's definitely <laughs> reasons let's explore uh i don't know Tasty things taste good. Tasty things taste good. And tasty things are also what? Fast Processed, and easy. Processed, easy, full of sugar. Mm. Addictive in nature. Yes. You could eat much more of them than you could a plate of broccoli or carrots or. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's definitely, oh man, my mouth is wide. <laughs> we had, we didn't opt for any dessert though. I mean, we we no. tried. We tried. Well, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we tried to go to the grocery store after and buy the diet halo ice cream, yeah. uh, but they didn't have any. So we left with nothing, which I don't know. It's probably a win. I, I'd say that's a win. <laughs> Because most people would have said just like, you know what, fuck it, get the big ice cream jug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, well, part of that had to do with we had an annoying child with us, and I just wanted to get out of there anyway. But Yeah. I, th- I think maybe um, having a child in the house is not helpful either. She does not eat the things we eat. I hear that from a lot of my nutrition clients is it's they're making multiple meals every meal. Yeah. And it's they have one meal for them, then their spouse has a meal, and then the kids have something completely separate. That shit's hard. It's madness. Yeah. Pure madness. Like you're you're basically trying to run a restaurant kitchen solo. Yes. Hi. You wonder why I'm exhausted at the end of the day. <laughs> I know. I know why. It's decision fatigue has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. We know that's a real thing. And we know that some of the most successful people in the world, like for instance, um, like Mark Zuckerberg is one. He ha- he just wears the same shirt and every pants day. every single day. Yes. So there's no decision. It's just that's that's the shirt and mm-hmm. those are the pants now multiple pairs and, and sets of them but it's the same there's no color choice there's no nothing it's just do it yep when we have to decide all of the things we will inevitably go for the things that's that's the fastest and easiest on on the menu absolutely and that's why when i'm driving home from the gym after the 415 class i see all the drive throughs packed Yep. Fast and easy on the way home. Don't have to decide. Just have to just have to buy it, eat it. That's it. Now that's we don't struggle with that. With the we don't fast do the, food stuff. We don't do the fast food much. I know people do, but um, I don't know. I feel I feel like my nutrition has been not that bad, mostly because we have a pretty good like shopping routine set up. Yeah. I, th- I think it's been not great for me the last couple of years. And working from home is part of that because mm. you have constant access to everything. When you get up and go to work every day, you have what you bring in your lunch bag, unless you go out to a fast food or whatever during your day. But you're, you're limited to whatever you bring with you. When you work from home, it's like a whole different ballgame. And I've heard that from people who have gone from office to home. They're like, man, it's hard. Like, I can just go to my kitchen and get a snack whenever I want. I'm not limited to, like, a certain break time or lunch time or limited lunch bag. Guess what strategy I've told my uh, clients? Pack a lunch bag? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I say, get that lunch bag out. I know it's somewhere in a cupboard or in your basement somewhere. Find it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you use prior when you were in the office get that lunch bag back out, start packing that shit up. Yep. Um, I think having a nutrition coach. You think? Is really helpful. You think or I think you know? I know. I know. Thank you. 
Okay. We're doing a little soft talk challenge in the house here, by the way. This is a side note, but we have all these soft talk words posted in the kitchen. Things like think, might, maybe, sorta, probably, perhaps, kinda, might. I'm not allowed to say any of those words anymore. Holly's even calling us out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I know having a nutrition coach um, can help. I... Okay, so Kevin is a nutrition coach, obviously. I have my precision nutrition, um, but I have also hired an external nutrition coach in the past from another from a can't whole be me. from a whole other company. Um, it can't be Kevin. I, he can coach me in fitness. He can do whatever he wants. But nutrition, uh, no, I don't know why. It just doesn't work. So I hired my own coach, uh, which was really helpful for me um, to figure out exactly what my body needs. Um, what the best way around nutrition is for me. Uh, And also as a coach, having a coach, I think is important because it also develops you as a coach. So, yeah. I agree. I've never had a nutrition coach. I didn't think you had. Never. No. You have like business coaches and all that, but. I coached myself when I did my precision nutrition course. I put myself through the 12 month program, did all the lessons, like followed along with it. Um, But it wasn't really, I didn't have that accountability piece because it was Mm -hmm. me writing my lessons to me, (laughs) which was a little different. But um, that would be a, um, we'll call it a stretch goal, I guess to have a, a nutrition coach. Yeah. Actually, when I'm looking at this, I don't have a fitness coach, I have a nutrition coach, and <laughs> I don't have a mindset coach. I don't have any of these coaches. Damn. <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> um, when you're the coach of all of the things, you're like, ah, do I have time? <laughs> I don't know. I find a lot of the programs that I do You've done a lot in each of those areas for development and training and all of that. Yeah. And I've definitely taken a lot of the lessons that I've learned through those programs and applied them to my life. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So even though I don't have somebody... But I, I, I I'm think... going to talk about this in a second. How I personally stay on track. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um I think being on the other side of that relationship, though, is, is helpful for dealing with your clients. For sure. All right. Mindset. Mindset. I wasn't done with bucket. nutrition. Oh, okay. Keep going. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just recently, actually, um, I've taken a picture of everything I've eaten. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, every, every meal that I eat in the day. I take a picture, and at the end of the day, I send it to a friend. She's she's not a nutrition coach, right? She's just my my buddy. But I send her all my pictures. Why? Accountability. Why? Because it's helpful. Because I know if I have to take a picture of it and send it to her, I'm not going to eat it. So you're like preemptively. Yeah, it's like it's like my stop. Right. And how's that going? Good. How long? I just found out about this right now, by the way. (laughs) I had no idea. It's it's only been like the last uh, week and a bit. Okay. 
but yeah, I was feeling a little off and sluggish. So I was like, well, I should probably rein things in. And what, how did you decide on that tactic? Uh, so she's on the, the fitness side of that. And she sends me sweaty selfies after she works out at home. <laughs> okay. So she inspired you <laughs> with her drippy, sweaty faces. Yeah. Nice. Into your delicious food that you're sending her. That's right. All right. Works. Are we done with the nutrition side? I think side? so. Okay. I'll probably circle back because I we'll do see. that. All right. Mindset. Like I said, it's a huge bucket. Um, this is one that I have, I feel like I've had a kind of a major breakthrough on and that's uh, taking the Enlifted program. Um, man, working through stories. That's some crazy shit. I've had Joanna do a few of the word games that I've been learning. And I know that she's kind of seen the value in uh, working through the stories in your head. And how that can have some pretty huge benefits, I guess. Like change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Mindset can be a lot of things, you know, meditation, uh, is definitely part of it. Um, what you're reading is also part of it. So, um, for me personally, I, it's not that I struggle with it, but I, to keep me accountable or to keep me motivated to continue with working on my mindset, I really love the concept of streaks. I mentioned this in a, quite a few podcasts before, um, I like unbroken records. <laughs> and currently for my meditation record, it is now at, uh, I want to say it's 76 days in a row. Mm-hmm. I haven't missed a single single day. I think that's your type, though. Yeah. Like you're, that, you're the type A go-getter. Okay. Here's another one. What started out as a 30-day challenge turned into a three-year abstinence from alcohol. My, yeah. my goal, this was three I, years ago. I remember. My goal, I'm going to see if I can go 30 days without having a drink. That was three years ago. I said, did it. I was like, okay, now I'm going to try to make it, I think I said June, something like June or July. I was like, all right, let's take it, see if I can make it six months. And so uh, we made it up until like camping season. I was like, Right, this is kind of getting easier. I'm gonna keep it going. I'm gonna, you know, what? I'm gonna see how long I can go. And then it was a year, and then it was two years, and then just 14 days ago, as of recording, it's been three years, mm-hmm. zero alcohol. That's is is that my personality type? Probably, but I love that the streaks. Even if you mess it up. And I haven't with, with alcohol yet. I'm not saying, <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to go on for. It's still just an experiment. Um, but with meditation, the meditation streak, even the French lessons. What's, mm-hmm. your, what's your streak on French lessons? I don't do or, French. You're doing what? Gaelic? What sure, is it? we'll call it Gaelic. What is it? We'll, I'll forgive you. Um, I'm not sure how many days I'm at. I'm at seven something, I think. Seven... 732 days yes and that i only broke it for like a short time before that and i had like a hundred and some days before that so yeah right 
why? Why is that street game so important? Because we remind each other constantly, hey, you do your words, yep. you do your words today. And then all I hear this little bing. <laughs> Every time you get a question right, bing. It's really exciting when our bings go at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. We both got a question right at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess now that it's just gone on so long, it's, yeah, I just want to see how long I can keep it going for. Right. And so I think that those mini, mini challenges like that are a great way to start. And look, what happens if you, if you miss a day? You've created 700 plus days of habit building mm-hmm. that if you miss a day, I guarantee you're going to start right back up the next day. Yeah. You're not going to just... Oh, th- streak's over. You're not going to take the table and oh, flip well. it over and be like, ah, screw this. Never learning this language, right? Right. It's just built, it's built in. And so it doesn't, the streak thing is important, but it doesn't matter if you mess up, if you miss a day, because mm-hmm. you're working on consistency and making it a daily habit. Yep. And I think small wins to start is a good way to go. For sure. So that's, that was my mindset accountability thing I, I like the concept of streaks but okay what do you got uh well i thought of something while you were talking but then i kind of forgot about it um i struggle with mindset i live in my head so uh, there there's like reels or memes or something going around where there's like the woman who overthinks everything and the man who's just going off and <laughs> la di da that is us 100 percent I live in my head. There's a gazillion things going on in there all the time. And um, they are not all positive. So when Kevin mentioned that he's doing the Enlifted program um, and changing the way you talk to yourself, not just to others, it's really been a struggle for me to change that. But... I'm looking forward to seeing what the changes do. You said you have a gazillion. Yes, it's a very large number. I will tell you this, that it's not. There is a finite amount of stories that you have. Yes. No, not particularly stories, just the daily things that go on in there. But those are precipitated by the stories that you ha- currently have residing in your head. And when you have a story in your head, there's no start and there's no finish. There's no punctuation. There's no period. And you are involved in every single one of those stories. You are a active main character in all of those stories. And so luckily uh, I had asked Mark England, who is the founder of Enlifted, mm-hmm to be a guest on our podcast and he's it's very exciting. I am, I am pumped. Yeah. Um, so that'll be coming out in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. And he's, he's helped me through a story some, where some dark things, yep. it led, <laughs> man, I can't talk about it on here yet. I got to let that, uh, sink in a bit more. But I did tell it to a client yesterday, uh, and we were both sitting in the office at the gym just bawling. <laughs> it's like, man, 
this shit's powerful. But when you let it out, man, it's crazy. And it actually led to a very um, positive outcome. It, it, uh, it lifted a lot. I felt enlifted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be a short episode. Okay. Not? Not really. Okay. Well. It's almost past our bedtime. It's already is. It definitely is. <laughs> Last one we uh, mentioned at the very start was about uh, time management. Okay. Do you struggle with time management? Um. I know I used to tremendously, and then I implemented a strategy. I guess a lot of my days look about the same. So the so, routine doesn't really affect you. Not really. Only your schedule interrupts my routine. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so, like my my time to to go to the gym or have my my fitness time is kind of like if I can take Holly there or if you're going to be home to be with her and like that kind of yeah which stuff. She's getting to the age now where it's fine to bring her along. Like she can. Yeah, it's it's getting better for sure. She can just kind of entertain herself on the yep in the other room i find with my time management uh ever since i started printing out a daily schedule i throw in and it's all about prioritization and so i fill in all the non-negotiables it's really all the work related stuff like if i am coaching a class or i have a meeting with somebody that goes on the calendar first like they're set they're basically set in stone um and then around the next thing I actually put in is when I'm going to work out. And so that's the next thing on daily calendar. And then after that, it's the other things. When am I going to work on the business? When am I going to have my lunch? When am I going to eat? All that kind of gets slotted in so that I do take the time. Because I know for myself, remembering to eat is a <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Not that I overeat, it's that I oftentimes forget to eat. And then that makes me tired and cranky and um, not productive. So Mm -hmm. um, if I don't slot it in, it's not uh, a priority. So I find I use a pencil and a printed sheet of paper that has Mm -hmm. every 15 minutes written out. And even in the bottom corner, there are my non-negotiable check marks. And it's... um, I do a financial habit. I do my meditation and my French lesson. And those are the three things that happen every day and they've happened for a long time. I, I don't even know what my French lesson streak is at now. It's almost at a thousand, I think. Yeah, you have a little bit more than I'm over nine hundred, so anyway. I find that writing it down helps keep me in track for my time management. It's, but it used to be a struggle. Uh, I was all over the place. Things would not get done. Things would get pushed off. Um, the other thing that I've used is on my phone. Oh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, where's my phone? I'm staring at it right now. Uh, is the app called Things, and I've created different buckets, and that's basically to get all that crap out of my head. So when I have an idea for a podcast, there's a podcast bucket, and I write it out or talk to it and it'll type it out if there's something in the house that needs to be fixed there's a house bucket 
if there's um, something that I think of that I need to, uh, to purchase, like uh, well, I need whatever. Groceries. Gro- not groceries, but like, <laughs> oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, the dog ate, the, destroyed a toy and I have to get a new dog toy. Boom, it goes in the to buy bucket. And so it just gets all of those thoughts out of my head and frees up some mental real estate. So I don't have to keep thinking and reminding myself of all of the things that I need to remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's tons of other ways of doing that. Whatever works for you, you have to find something that's that you're actually going to use. And I've, I've used this consistently now for quite a while, probably almost two years now. Um, but yeah. Yep. I think it's important to just find a system that works for you and stick to it. Whatever that is, could be used used to use a lot of post-it notes. That's true. (laughs) Man, I tried so many things. I remember reading this big book. It it was so thick and it talked about cue cards. Like if they could have taken that whole book and literally written, written it on a cue card. card. (laughs) And anyway, there were different colored cue cards and they were labeled. It was do defer. It was three D's do defer. Delegate, delegate and delete and so do was the things that were you do that day defer was things that could go later on De, uh, delegate is there anybody else that could get those things done and delete were like don't need to do not not important not urgent at all mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I use that for a little bit but it got messy because there were so many cards and I didn't always have them on me. I needed something that was with me at all times. My phone is there at all times and that's the one that kind of stuck with me. Same with my post-it notes. I couldn't remove all of the ones <laughs> from my home office, bring them to the gym. And I'm like, which ones did I use today? Not exaggerating when there was a whole stack of post-it notes posted on the wall. And I knew it. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. I knew exactly where everything <laughs> was. Oh, man. You've come a long way. Yeah. You really have. That's funny to think about. It was literally hundreds of post notes. Yes, I would buy them by the hundreds. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, just so you know, this is the topic of this podcast. We are all, even the most successful people that you know, we are all a work in progress we all have daily struggles. We're all trying to find our way through this massive, confusing world. And if it helps, find a coach. We, we've been through these struggles ourselves. We've probably gone through many iterations of solutions. And we can give you different, you know, what works for me or what works for Joanna might not work for you, but we've probably worked with somebody or have tried something that may work for you Mm -hmm. and that can help the speed up the process of you you know finding a solution that that you're going to stick with because really it just boils down to consistency that's if you want to be successful in anything in your fitness in your nutrition in your mindset you got to be consistent and how do you be consistent accountability is one hiring a coach Small steps. Small steps, setting street goals. I mean, there's tons of different options, but... Start small. Yeah. There you go. None of us have it figured out. 
not everything. All right, for a short episode, we went over 40 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry. All right, hope to see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.